ladies and gentlemen and everybody in between, I am very excited today to have a fabulous comedian. She's a content creator. She's got a podcast with her mother called Got It For My Mama that you can check out. She is debuting her one-woman show next week, November 8th. Two shows. It is called... The Prettiest Girl at the Learning Disabled School, A Tale of Dyslexia, Dating, and Insecurities. Please welcome the ever-so-fabulous Tori Piskin. Oh, my God. I, that intro felt like I was on, like, like a Kelly Clarkson, like, talk show, but, like, Ellen, but obviously not with all the other drama. I felt like there was an audience and a PA with a headset to be like, Tori and go. And then, like, you know, some Taylor Swift, like... You know, royalty-free music would play, and I'd be like, "Hi!" Wait, 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 wait. What? What? I could pay for music, you know. No, but sometimes on TV shows, they can't. They have to have royalty-free because they would can't, it be they can't Taylor legally. Swift I just and meant music? Like any- and then you would just hear royalty-free music. <laughs> no, it would be like instrumental, like dun 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 dun. Right. Dun 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 dun. dun. Yeah. And then you'd be like, Tori, and I'd be like, it's so great seeing you again. And you'd be like, we've never and then you like whisper in my ear. You'd be like, we've never met. I'd be like, fuck you, you bitch. (laughs) Ah, I just sat the late. And then we said how it would work. And that's that's my goal though. It was a really good intro. I felt alive. I felt like I was on a stage. I felt like one of my fake eyelashes was falling off. All right, calm down. And I was getting a divorce. All right. Okay, now I'm J Lo. I'm J Lo. All right, all right. Uh, (laughs) Well, you look great. You know, uh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I am at my heaviest, actually. You don't look it. Yeah. I am 15 pounds over gay. You really look really good. My God. I'm serious. I mean, like. And I'm like a Jewish girl. So weight in my family. See, my family was never like, oh, who got into an Ivy League? I would always say my mom loved her. You always knew which child my mom loved more based off of who was skinnier. (laughs) It's fucked up. Okay. One time my mom said to my sister, she goes, Rachel. You got very skinny. And my sister, like, just had a kid, by the yeah. way, okay? Like, four months out. And then, obviously, the narcissist in me turned to her, and I go, well, is she skinnier than me? And my mom goes, well, well, we know what that well is. You're oh, a fat God. piece of shit. Yeah. And then she goes, wait, then she says it. She goes, no, 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 but Tori, like, you're more interesting looking. <laughs> <laughs> so, she, so I'm fat, but I have a beautiful, exotic face. So that's what we've gathered when I went home. I have associated uh, the word interesting with (laughs) many things and never them being anything good. So I feel bad that your mother said that it was interesting. Right. Yeah. Yes. Like when I see someone walking down the street with an outfit, instead of saying something negative, I say something positive. And I'm like, that is interesting interesting but on the inside i'm like that is positively awful it's right yeah but people say that too if like a friend shows you a photo of someone they're dating or vice versa and if it's a guy and you go oh they're so they're handsome yeah handsome meaning well your friend is a good thing I, i think handsome to me means he seems stable Okay, we're going to get into this. Okay, I want to know more about this, (laughs) about your definitions. We're going to get to know Tori a little bit. 
with a game called Two Truths and a Lie. Some of you are familiar with it. Some of you are not. So Tori's going to give me two truths and one lie, and I, along with the listeners, get to guess which one the lie is. Okay. Um, I got stuck in an elevator for over an hour. Okay. I met my longest relationship on the L train. Okay. And the third one is I have licked asshole. Well, gosh. (laughs) I mean, as a gay man, I'm always going to believe the third one about the licking asshole because that's a given. Uh, But I'm going to say the lie is you got stuck in an elevator for an hour. Okay. Tell me when I get to say it. You get to say it whenever. So the lie was that I met my my longest relationship I met on the L train. That's the lie? Yes. Really? Was that a good? Yeah, but when did you... I mean, listen. (laughs) (laughs) You want to know about the elevator or the ass eating? I know these are very different... (laughs) Completely different things. I was really trying to. I mean, were you the- eating ass in the elevator? No, that would oh, have distracted what- me. Then okay. I was that's, terrified. I was wondering if that's why you were stuck. No. Okay. <laughs> I should have been. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a bad experience. I mean, unless it was horrible. I don't like elevator. Now I have a thing with elevators. Oh, we're talking about the elevators. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I thought we were All talking right. about. Ass eating. Okay, sorry. I'm, you know, it's like I get very confused. Elevators, ass eating. It's both an emotional roller coaster. It really sometimes. was. It really yeah. was. So you got stuck. Where'd you get stuck in the elevator? I used to be a video editor at Refinery Twenty Nine. Yeah, you know that place. Yeah, I remember that. And it was like Christmas time, or like a few days before Christmas. No one was in the building, but this elevator had always been known to get stuck. And it was one of those ones that was like express. It went from one to 21 and then above. And all of a sudden I get in and I was alone and it felt like someone had like snipped the chains and it dropped. And I was like, no, this can't be happening. Uh, uh, no, th- this can't be happening. It dropped right before I got to 22. So I was at 21, which is still one of the refinery 29 floors. Now I'm like screaming and this really nice girl behind on like, you know, the actual floor, she's like trying to calm me down. She's like, you know, the elevator repairman's coming. She was trying to calm me down. And the whole time I was like, oh, my God, like when I get out, I think I'm like bisexual when I'm in fear because I'm like, oh, my God, when I get out here, like successfully, I'm going to kiss you. I'm going to give you the biggest kiss. And she was like, at that point, she was like, don't worry, you'll be OK. But then when I started talking about kissing, she was like, like stopped responding. <laughs> I was like, are you there? No, but she stopped responding because I kept calling her. Sicily and she was like it's not Sicily it's Sicily I just kept thinking she was in I don't know I was thinking of Italy it was <laughs> helping me escape the the torment the trauma so an hour later this the state the superman came and uh like opened the top of the elevator and I came crawling out and I went up to my boss and I was like I just got stuck in an elevator like I need to go home like I'm really traumatized and she's like you have a half a day left this video and that job Refining 29 was all about like beauty and like, you know, vlog people. So, you know, the video was so stupid. It'd be like, you need to keep doing this video about a girl trying coconut oil on for seven days. No, no, no. You, you just had a traumatic experience. Well, the viewers are going to have a traumatic experience if they don't get a video on Monday at 10 a.m. like they're used to. Okay, so get back to your seat. 
it wasn't that extreme, but it it was basically her saying, "Oh no, no, you you got to keep working." Wow. And that is an editor life. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. I'm. I know. I have some gay listeners. Yes. And then I have some straight listeners in sporadic countries that I'm very thankful for. Okay. That may not be interested, but the ass eating story. Oh, okay. So yeah, I was dating this guy. And we, I'm trying to think how we got, he told me he liked a finger in the, like a finger in the butt. And I was, I'm always, I'm pretty like sexually, I would say I'm like vanilla, but I'm down to try anything. Yeah. And he was like, oh, like, so I kept kind of putting it near it. Not that I was good. I didn't really know what I was doing. Right. He was like, don't put it in, but just put it near it. So what I would do is I'd put my finger kind of like it was tapping the door, like, hello, tap, yeah. tap, tap. Like pushing the elevator button. Like, oh, yeah. oh, trauma. That was good. That was a good callback, but that traumatized me a little bit. Okay, so then we went to Jamaica. And for whatever reason, you know when you're on vacation with your partner, like you get like horny, I yes. think. So we get there and I guess we had talked to this a few years ago. We had talked about it. And I was like, yeah, like I'll lick your ass. And then the next thing I know, I was hoping he would be like, no, no. It was, I turned around. He was on all fours. He was ready for it. So I was like, oh, no, now I actually have to do it. Yeah. And so I remember like closing my eyes and just like getting really close and then sticking out my tongue um, and then being like, oh, my God, why is it so hairy? And then I opened my eyes and I was like, oh, I wasn't even in his asshole. Like I was still on his leg. And then I, that was it. That's all I really made. You didn't get to the... I think I did like like really quick. Like, uh, like he was like, you know when someone's like, hey, like try my frozen yogurt, but just like the top. <laughs> That's what I did. I was like, okay. Uh, and then I like, and I didn't like it. I, it was like fine to try. It was like, you know, it was like trying. It's like when non-gluten people try gluten-free food and they're like, yeah, that, um, it's fine. You know, I wouldn't do it again. Yeah. See, I'm very much like if the, if the nether region is hairy... No, his leg. I'm not was... that Mary. Oh, that should be a shirt. Yeah. His asshole wasn't hairy at all. It was the leg. Oh, the leg. I mean, the leg is the leg. Yeah, you can't do anything about the leg. You can't do anything about the leg. No, his asshole was But as was long clean. as everything is smooth, yeah. 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 That's why I tried it, because I was like, oh, you know. The hair, if I see like a hairy hole and then it turns into like a Van Gogh painting where oh, it's all no. like swirly around. I mean, I haven't like seen this many assholes. Sweaty but and you're all describing that. it yeah, in a no. way where. I'm really excited, though, that you're here. I want to real quick get into the history of stand up and how you got into it. Uh, why stand up comedy, Tori? Why stand up? Well, OK, so when I was growing up, I was dyslexic. So if people don't know what that means, it's you have trouble like reading and spelling and like comprehending things. Yeah. And so I think kind of the fact that I couldn't do that either. I don't know. I always I was always like describing things in like a physical matter, like, you know, part of dyslexia is like kind of forgetting things. So when I was younger, I would never remember the word like baloney. But I would tell my mom, like, I want that thing very animated. Like, I want that thing that's like round and like, you know, and then my mom would be like baloney. So I feel like I always had to be like animated because of like the struggles. Mm -hmm. And then also because of um, my sister, who was like a famous ballerina growing up. 
So while like I couldn't read for shit, she was like a prodigy ballerina in the New York City Ballet. So I was like really jealous. So I was like seeking a lot of attention. Yeah. So I think between wanting to be like the attention person, even though my sister was getting it all, and then also just like struggling with like not being able to read, I just was like, oh, my outlet is like performing. Interesting. Yeah. So now That's is, what I've gathered. is forgetfulness a, a symptom of dyslexia? Not forgetfulness, more just like short-term memory or like forgetting names of objects. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'll be like, say whatever reason, you know, screwdriver. I think that was like a hard word for me when I was younger. And I would like look at it and they'd be like, well, what is it? I'm like, oh, it's something you use for like a tool and it's like spiky when you touch. So you're very good at like describing things. Yeah. So I think that's where I'm good at with stand up about like describing things in detail because sometimes I have to. Oh, okay. I apologize. I will say this. I always assumed, which I yes. shouldn't have, but I assumed dyslexia was just having a hard time reading things. That's one of it. Okay. There's a lot of issues that come There's along. There's a lot of issues that come. It's exhausting. Okay. But I didn't know any other way. Interesting. Yeah. And so now you wanted, you had this need to want to perform and right. like, you know, kind of like use that whole experience of being animated about the things that you would forget. Right. And so like why stand up? Because there's a lot of things that you can get into. There's, you know, acting, there's improv, there's other forms where you can be able to get that. But like why stand up? I mean, I guess. I mean, I was always doing like improv classes I kind of started stand-up. I was dabbling in, like, open mics because I grew up in the city. So I dabbled in open mics. I never went to one until I was, like, 20. But I went to go see one when I was 16 at New York Comedy Club because my high school was on 29th and 1st. Oh, really? So I went to, like, the 4 p.m. open mic. And, you know, everyone knows in comedy, like, afternoon open mics are they're not good. No, you would disagree. That's where dreams go to die yeah. usually. Yeah. Okay, so I go in with my friend and there's all these like, none of those people I saw I saw then, like I see now, but just like weird people. You know what I mean? Like this one girl looked like the host of it was like blonde, looked like she kind of was just doing it to like be an actress. There was a mom there who had a daughter who would, when she would go up on stage, the daughter would go under the table and put her hands over her ears. No one was laughing. And I remember turning to my friend being like, oh, my God, like, I want to do this. <laughs> like, it just seemed like a fun place you can, like, get up and be on stage. Wow. The yeah. fact that you that's a true comic right there. Yeah. A true comic can go into an open mic. Look at that room. Look at the people and say, oh, God, I want to do this. I really thought and not that. run away crying. No, I didn't. I didn't get up. Um, I guess I was just too nervous. Yeah, I didn't get up. And then I really started it kind of like I didn't start stand up in college. I went to school in Boston. So I would do these like storytelling shows there. Yeah. But it was like like folk, like people would tell like folk stories kind of like yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know how to do a folk story, but they'd be like, you know, like it, it was almost like it was someone like the straight man's version of cabaret. Yeah, or someone would be like reading like something from a book. Yeah. Like very like you know, literature. And I just get up there and be like, okay, so like back at home my Jewish mom's like really crazy and they'd be like, What is this girl? <laughs> you know? But that's how I like started performing. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And you fell in love with it? Yeah, I think I yeah. I fell in love with like the the rush of like when you get the laughs. Oh yeah. The adulation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I started stand up like 
actually started doing it like every, you know, consistently around like 24. That's great. Yeah. Um, we're going to move on to the main portion of the podcast. And that is I ask my guests what their first gay experience was. So, Tori Piskin, what was your first gay experience? So, my first gay experience was in, sorry, my something in my eye. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay, wait. Okay. My first gay experience was I was in high school and I was in... They took the school, all of us, to Yosemite in California. Mm-hmm. And this kid was like, do you want to go to prom with me? And I was like, no, I'm going. Well, I have to ask Josh. Josh is my best friend. And I, oh, and I, Josh, I never questioned why he was friends with all the girls. I just thought, honestly, I just thought he was into me. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, oh, I need to ask Josh. Like, I'll probably go with him. And then I remember the guy was like, Josh is gay. And I was like, what? No, he's not. So I went to go talk to Josh. And I was like, Josh, like, blah, 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 says you're gay. And he's like, I am. And he's like, why do you think I hang out with you all the time? And I go, I thought you hung out with me all the time because you loved me. And he was like, oh, my God, you're such a narcissist. I was like, well, I thought, you know, like you were just obsessed with me and you loved me. And he's like, no, you're just like a funny girl. And I was like, I was bawling i was coming home being like telling my mom like i thought i was gonna marry this guy and josh is gay and like yeah so that was my first experience that is amazing yeah like i love that Mm -hmm. and there were no clues though maybe to other people but no 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 clues but also remember this was like 2000 and like we graduated 2009 2008 so for someone I think still to come out then was still like yeah. not what it's like now. But it's interesting that the guy who you were going to ask to the prom knew he was gay, but you didn't. Yes, I didn't know. Interesting. Like, did I think they would call him gay like in a mean way. Oh, that's not good. No. No. But. And I was like, no, he's not gay. I was like, he just has nice clothes and you guys are jealous. That never really helps the argument. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it it does, but it doesn't really. Yeah. When you talked to him, had he come out to other people? No. Um, some people in my grade, but not this person that asked me to prom. I think they the boys just kind of assumed he was gay. Right. And so when he said, yes, of course I'm gay, it wasn't like, oh my God, how do you know? It was like, yes, girlfriend. Well, no, he was more like, he didn't say, of course I'm gay. I just was like, are you gay? And I guess he did. He was like, yeah, I am gay. Like, And I was like, what? Like, I had no idea. And he was like, like, how could you not know? He was shocked I didn't know. And I was like, well, you just hang out with me all the time. I just, I thought you loved me. And he was like, what? He's like, oh my God, you, you create. And he had a stutter too, because he, also went to my disabled school. He's like, oh, my God, you crazy narcissistic bitch. And I was like, you're a bitch. That was your first gay experience. Yes. Now, did you, can I ask, um, can I ask, did you know what gay was? So th- something I had actually another kind of first time hearing the word gay was, do you remember the movie with Jennifer Anderson, Anderson Objects of My Affection? No. Okay. Um, I've watched 
no romantic movies. The only movie I ever watched that was kind of romantic was Under the Tuscan Sun. Oh, okay. Which I love, by the so way. So this movie was like early 90s. Diane Lane, right? Under the Tuscan Sun? Yeah, is that Diane Lane? Is I can't Diane? remember. I don't know. Diane Lane? I can't remember. If it's Diane Lane, I want you to know I love that movie. It is the most false pretense movie, I do love that that movie. ever could be shown on TV, and nothing like that will ever happen. Maybe to someone in a million years. However, very good movie. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no. So Jennifer Anderson, Aniston in Objects of My Affection, she's, I think, I can't remember the movie, but basically Paul Rudd is this character and he's gay in it. And he, okay, this also could be, all be wrong, but this is what I remember as an eight-year-old. He's gay and he crossed his legs. So for about like six years, I thought, Guys that crossed their legs were gay. But then I got confused when my dad crossed his legs. <laughs> so my see the, the things thing, you learn on TV. Right. See, the thing is, as a child, you get confused anyway. Right. But I think, you know, even now as, a, as an adult because of my dyslexia, I get confused. So I think my confusion always leads to real humor, you know? It does, actually. I really was like I'm confused but I my mean, dad crosses legs I, Paul I guess my dad's Paul Rudd I, I, I mean there was that time when you know people there was that time when men who wore earrings or like on the left ear right were gay right I remember that phase like if you wore an earring on your left side you were gay right I do remember that and so like every time I would see a guy with an earring in his left ear I'd be like oh he's Right. And then now, I mean, my God, every single straight guy you see is wearing two earrings and a pearl necklace. Yeah. Who look like they just came from an estate sale upstate New York. Now, I have a question. <laughs> As a that? gay man, yes. does it annoy you how, like, there's so many people now that, maybe, like, I don't know, like, like, gender fluid or, like, being bi or, like, straight guys kind of like taking the role, what you're saying with like the earrings and like, Let me tell you something. does that bother you? No, I Are don't. Are you happy? I honestly could give two shits what people do as long as they vote Democrat. Okay. That's it. You want to be gender fluid. You want to do this. Uh, live your life. So it doesn't, okay. It doesn't, it does nothing it's not like a jealousy me. thing. Am I where confused you... in a consistent basis? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. If you love humping a tree, hump a tree, I could care less. Okay. You know? Hump a tree. Yeah. Like, do what you got to do to make you happy, as long as you're voting Democrat. So okay. that way, you know, we can keep our rights. Right. That's all. Remember, vote. Vote Democrat. Okay. Vote. You got to vote. Oh, yeah. You yeah. have to vote. That was a fabulous first two gay stories. Um, we're going to move on to the next section of the podcast, and that is Disappointed, where my guests get to tell a wild <laughs> and crazy, somewhat possibly embarrassing hookup story. Okay. So, Tori, what's a disappointed story? Well, I have a few. Oh, I love it. I have so many. I guess I'll just tell this one. This one's like, it's more just like me that yeah. made it a point. Okay, so one time I was hooking up with this guy like on and off. It was a type of relationship where I didn't really care how I come came off to this person because yeah. I didn't really like, I was just more of a sexual thing. And I was like, oh, I really want you to come over. And he's like, oh, no, I can't. And then I said, well, I just got an IUD and I want to test it out. So 
he came over and then we started having doing stuff and I was like, put on a condom. Okay. I have to ask a question. Oh yeah. Tell me. I don't know this because I'm not a heterosexual male, but what is the allure of having an IUD? IUD? Yes. As a straight man. Well, I think my text to him was like, oh, come over. We're not going to use any like we can have sex without a condom yeah okay yeah okay because i'm still unfamiliar with all yeah yeah that's what it was it was more like the lady lingo it was all right yeah it was more just like oh come over like we'll have unprotected sex but then the moment he got there i was like put on a condom he was like what i was like what do you mean he's like you lured me here on false pretenses i was like no i didn't he's like you said in text let me try out my iud i was like i know that was just to get you here and i was like and look it worked and then he was like really mad and he wouldn't have sex with me. And like, or it was horrible. And like went into a huge fight. I mean. No, it was my, listen. My, it, backfi- a, it backfired. As a man. Backfired. Either gay or straight. As a man, if you're going to promise me sex without the condom, I'm going to be there. And then you're like, no, we're using a condom. I'm going to be like, I'm not intrigued as much anymore. Right. Okay. Did you ever have, did you ever have sex with him again? No. Okay. So it really spoiled the mood. It did. Yeah. Yeah. Was not good. Okay. Now I have another story. <laughs> yes. This one's a little longer, a little more in depth. Love it. So do you know that comedy club, Old Man Hustle? Yeah. But the one on Essex Street. Yes. Okay. So for the viewers, the listeners, it's like a bar that's basically a closet on the Lower East Side. Yeah. And I met this guy there at like five on a... 5 p.m. show. He was there alone drinking. Red flag, maybe a little. To Tori, he's hot. So we hit it off. We start talking. Oh, and by the way, like, I'm not even really a huge drinker. He just, at this, he had a, um, like, a skateboard. And I was obsessed with skateboarders at mm, the time. Yeah, I can see it. Okay, so I just, and it's they, an accessory. It's an accessory. Yeah. So then we, we start talk, we start talking about, like, strip clubs and how i'd never been he's like oh there's this place called pumps in um in bushwick like a really cool strip club so we go there and he gets me like a lap dance with some girl and i thought i would enjoy it but the whole time i'm like just so uncomfortable yeah the girl was like sitting on my lap and then of course like i started making conversation with her i was like oh hi and then she was like i like your hair and then I go, oh, my God, thanks. I use Diva Curl, but don't you? I was like, if you use it, just don't use shampoo a lot. I was like telling her what's in my hair. So then, but the whole time I'm like doing it because I know like he probably thinks it's hot, you know. So I'm like, like he wasn't in the room, but like randomly the curtain would like move a little and he could see me. And I'd be like, oh. I'd be like, you're to the girl, like you're so hot. Meanwhile, I was like so uncomfortable. So we leave the bar and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to hook up with this guy. I'm so excited. He's so hot. We just went to a strip club like naked. I'm like, I'm really aroused, horned up. So we go and go back to my apartment. I could see the animation (laughs) coming out very well. Continue. Go back to my apartment. He immediately falls asleep. Oh. So he falls asleep and I'm like, this is okay. Well, maybe like we'll have sex in the morning. So middle of the night. I hear I live in a. I oh live, my god, he died. This is worse. In the middle of the night, I I lived in a studio apartment. So in the middle of the night, I hear the front door shut, and he's not there. And I'm like, oh my god, like did he just leave? But his phone was there. So I walk out to the hallway, 
and he's sitting on my stairs in a position, let's just say you're about to take a shit in. He thought my staircase was the toilet and he didn't go to the bathroom. And I was like, oh, like, come up, come up. And then I showed him the bathroom and he went back to the bed and we never had sex. (laughs) (laughs) Any thoughts? Was he sleepwalking? No, I think he was just really drunk that he thought he was in his own apartment maybe and wanted to take a shit. And I think in his apartment, the bathroom is outside the door. The bathroom's on so the stairs. So clearly he was pretty yeah. drunk. Yeah. Blacked out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, that is disappointing. That was disappointing. Did you at least get to see the dick? Yeah, we eventually hooked up like a few weeks later. Oh, and how was it? It was good. Good dick? It was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was worth the wait. Yeah. <laughs> was he bushy or was he shaven? I feel like straight guys now are like obsessed with shaving. I hate guys that are shaved. Ugh. I find it actually. No, he, I, I can't. I think it. he was just, he was like trim, but not too trim. That's I good. actually am like so turned off when I see guys with no hair on their oh, chest. Oh my God. On their pubes. Like hey, it, the chest is fine. I'm fine with that. But if no. it's like no I want like hair, a man. I'm like, what? I feel like I'm sleeping with the male sphinx. Also, yes. Also, the thing is about shaving is like you shave. But yes, what's not there is hair. But what's there is now just horrible razor bumps. Oh, God. So yeah. then the whole time I'm like, you know what I mean? When I was single, I was like, and then they would shave. I'm like, is that herpes? Is that herpes? What is it like? It didn't. This is a PSA. Don't. Shave your pubes. Wow. You have a lot of disappointed stories, and I am here for it. Yes. Thank you very much, Toy. We are going to move on to the last portion of our Oscar. That is the Gay DHD Wheel of Q&A. So you are going to give this little bad boy a spin. Okay. And uh, we're going to, I'll ask you some questions. Okay. Just a spin? Yep. Just spin it. Okay. Give this puppy a spin. Oh, I thought that was a spin. Okay. There we go. This is. Always so afraid of spinning this thing. All right. Question number seven. Okay. If you could go anywhere in the world, paid for a year to live there, where would you go? Well, I don't know if the hat is influencing me, but Patty. Okay. I was going to say Ireland, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm pretty happy in New York and LA, but I think Paris would be cool. Yeah? Yeah. You would do a full year in Paris? Yeah. If I had like some cool thing going on. Maybe I had like to open for like a French like guy and like. You know, my boyfriend's French. No, really? Yeah, he is French. It what? doesn't have a French accent. What is? What do you mean it doesn't have French accent? What is the point of being France if if I'm France if you don't have a French accent? That's more German, Tori. Oh, fuck! <laughs> I got to work on my thing. Now I'm Jewish. All right, move on. Move on. I'm not a Schwarzenegger. Yeah, we're gonna work on that. I okay. sometimes think I have a good French accent. But you know, it's sometimes it's so that is a French. So that is a French accent. So French accent is more like. It's like 
d- like doughy mouth, doughy mouth. Nothing with tomatoes, <laughs> right? I want to say I am so sorry for all of the people that listen to me in France, which I think is one person. Okay. So we are no longer in France. All right, so we'll have to spin, we'll have to spin that wheel one more time. Ooh. One. Number one. One. All right. In a biopic okay. film about Tori Piskin, mm-hmm. who would you want to play you? And it can't be me? No. How old am I at this point? When the when my movie's getting made. Um It's like a it's like a life in review. That's what usually biopics are. Who would I want to play? Oh. My nephew? <laughs> no, what actress? I literally have no I don't really know like young actresses. I have to be a young actress. Remember okay, Bette Midler, I think, would be funny to play me. You want Bette Midler to play you? Yeah, I think that'd be really funny. As the current version of you at your life. Yes, I would like her. I would like to see Bette Midler do me throughout the years. Oh, I kind of love that. Yes, I think oh, she'd I... be really good at it. Bette Midler, get on it. All right, spin the wheel one more time. Uh, if you could lose your virginity to any celebrity, who would it be? Okay, well, my celebrity crush is Brian Greenberg. He's on How to Make It in America, One Tree Hill. He, I just think he's so cute. I almost thought you were going to say Brian Austin Green, who is like so hot. Do you know who that is? Wait, what has he been in again? I do know the name. 90210. Remember oh, he was on 90210? Okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I like like as a young aspiring homosexual. Yeah. Who, you know, kept his flower until the age of 29. Brian Austin Green was it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Woof. 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 <laughs> Woof. Wow. <laughs> Brian Greenwood. I'm going to have to look him up. No, Brian Greenberg. Gri- he's Brian Greenberg. He's Jewish. All right. My apologies. My apologies. But he's married now and has twins, so it's not happening. And I have a boyfriend, so none of this is happening. But you asked my, who would I would lose my virginity to? Yeah, and it's a celebrity, so it's yeah. okay. It's right. a fantasy, right? It's a fantasy. Uh Tori. So besides your one woman show debuting on November eighth, called "The Prettiest Girl at the Learning Disabled School," a school about dyslexia, dating, and insecurities. Where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram and TikTok, which is just my name. It's Tori, T-O-R-I-P-I-S-K-I-N. I also have a podcast with my mom, um, and it's called Got It From My Mama. And that's where everyone can find me. I know, yeah, I'm on my website and my Instagram, I post about like all my upcoming shows. Fabulous. Ladies and gentlemen and everybody in between all around the globe, thank you so much for tuning into Oh Oscar. Make sure you check out uh, Tori Piskun on all social media. Have a great and safe weekend. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Adios. Adios.